Hello, I hope you're doing well, and of course, welcome along to the Tech Briefing with myself, James Say. Uh, in this episode, episode 6, we're going to talk about the scale of job losses in the tech industry that we're seeing as a result of COVID-19, and we're going to go into depth on the O2 and Virgin merger. A very quick update, this podcast is also now available on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Uh, just search for the Tech Briefing on both of those to get access. So let's get into it then. Tech job losses. So now while the tech industry has suffered far less than some others uh, and has in many areas fared very well, as we saw in last week's episode, uh, where we looked at the financial results of the top tech businesses, we've seen that they've, uh, you know, some businesses like Google, Facebook, Amazon have all done extremely well. But it hasn't been completely untouched. Uh, Some of the largest companies um, are really suffering huge drops in demand. Now, those hardest hit in the tech industry are also tending to be those that cross well over into, uh, you know, the hospitality and travel industries, um, which obviously themselves have have seen demand reduced to almost zero across the globe. So first off, Uber, um, obviously huge, hugely reliant on people traveling and moving around. Uh, Uber have announced that it's cutting 3,700 staff, which is around 15% of its global workforce. Um, obviously not including drivers who are technically uh, self-employed. The majority of these job cuts are in their recruitment and customer service teams. Uber has seen demand for rides drop around 80% in April, uh, which clearly is is going to significantly impact uh, the the amount of work that these teams uh, have at the moment. And while some regions have seen demand increase again as they start to come out of lockdown, um, even in those areas uh, in Asia where, where lockdown is being relaxed, they're yet to really get anywhere close to pre-COVID levels. And with restrictions set to be in place for many, many months to come, um, particularly in Europe, um, it, doesn't really, it really doesn't look like Uber is going to see demand significantly increase anytime soon. Now, another of Uber's businesses, Jump, uh, which operate, operates these uh, dockless bikes, um, that you might see dotted around around various cities. Um, they're, they're here in London, um, and they're cutting all of its 500 staff. Um, now, this is potentially slightly related to their recent acquisition of, of a competitor called Lime Scooters, which itself was about to go bust, uh, as obviously people are no longer uh, needing to use these small electric scooters to get around city centres. It's a similar story with Uber's rival Lyft, where they are laying off uh, some 17% of their workforce, which equates to around a thousand people. Now, one of the most impacted tech companies we're seeing is Airbnb. Airbnb is laying off around 1,900 people. That's 25% of its workforce. Obviously, as the global travel industry has been reduced to almost nothing, uh, it's really no surprise that Airbnb has seen its revenues absolutely plummet. Now, interestingly, what we're seeing in cities is um, is cities be flooded with regular residential rentals as as properties that were previously on Airbnb now have no demand and so landlords are shifting to longer term residential rentals and away from short term holiday lets so that's seeing an increase in demand for uh, for companies like um, Rightmove and Zoopla Recruitment is obviously another area that has seen significant falls in demand. Here, one of the major tech players, Glassdoor, has announced that around 300 uh, of its roughly 1,000 employees is going to be laid off. Now, as with every other industry, there is hope that demand will pick up again. 
uh, quickly in the near future. But to be honest, I kind of remains quite sceptical. Consumers and businesses are going to be very wary of spending cash. And of course, with so many people becoming unemployed, any cash they do have is going to be reserved for absolute essentials. So travel and hospitality businesses, whether in the tech industry or not, are really going to have a difficult year ahead. Uh, and no doubt we'll see more job losses in the industry as a result. Moving on then to Virgin and O2, who have agreed on their merger that has been uh, that has been rumoured for the last couple of months uh, and we talked about in the last episode. So this is really is, is a huge deal. It's an industry-defining deal which will see Liberty Global and Telefonica merging their two UK telecoms businesses, Virgin and O2 respectively. The deal will create the largest operator in the UK with around 46 million subscribers across TV, broadband, home phone and mobile. The deal values the two companies at just over £31 billion, um, with each company now taking a 50-50 ownership of the new venture. Virgin are going to pay O2 uh, £2.5 billion to enable that split, um, which of course will be quite warmly welcomed by uh, Telefonica, who are really struggling with the amount of debt they have currently. Now, no doubt this will be the largest merger for some time, um, particularly in the telecoms industry. Um, as obviously COVID-19 is disrupting the world for many months to come. In the early hours of 7th of May, the deal was finalised, but of course it won't be completed uh, for about another year, getting into mid-2021 as it enters some regulatory scrutiny, and of course each business has to do their due diligence. Now, as discussed in in last week's briefing, the combination of these two companies brings absolutely huge competition to the UK quad play markets, and that's obviously TV, broadband, home phone and mobile. Uh, This market has been largely dominated by Sky and BT over the years, um, with BT really coming to the forefront as it launched its BT TV service, and of course BT Sports some years ago, which invested in hugely. This new venture will actually be slightly larger than BT. Virgin's substantive fibre broadband network and TV service combined with O2's national mobile network will see it offer hugely competitive service to the UK market, uh, leaving the likes of Vodafone and 3 really at the bottom of the pile. The deal also now frees Virgin from its virtual operator contract, which it had with Vodafone, uh, which was due to start next year. So that'll be, while nice for Virgin, uh, hugely impactful for Vodafone. Now, I very much expect Vodafone will kick up a fuss with uh, competition regulators, um, as they have done previously. But three, uh, they tend to keep relatively quiet in these sorts of matters, so I wouldn't expect them to, to really be kicking up much of a fuss. Now, I think this is a great deal for both um, both of the companies and the UK consumer who will now have uh, another really great option for combining all of their telecoms and TV into a single package. While UK regulators have previously been quite negative towards mergers in the mobile network space, we saw that with um, O2 and 3 merger, uh, which they blocked. You know, I really don't believe they'll have the same view with this as, as the two companies Uh, Virgin and O2 really have quite complimentary offerings. Okay, that's everything for this week. Um, Thank you, of course, very much for listening in and engaging, and I will see you next week.